podcast. I'm Krista. I'm Jared. And he had his little ad lib. <laughs> if you guys were wondering what that was. <laughs> but yeah, so first things first, you could get us on or contact us through our email, the always love yours podcast at gmail.com. Yours with the Z. And you can contact us at our Instagram, always love yours podcast, yours with the Z as well. Yes. So, Mr. Jared. Yes. How have you been loving yours for the past week? Ooh, how have I been loving yours? Well, recently. Yours, a.k.a. when you say it, mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how have I been loving mine? Um, well, recently I have moved uh, my location into a new location. And <laughs> I have realized I have a lot of stuff. A lot of unnecessary stuff and a lot of things that I want to keep. And separating those two is very difficult. But it really made me have to go through all the things that I have and be like, oh, I remember this, or oh, I like this, or oh, I want this. And there's like, oh, I haven't worn this in two years. <laughs> Maybe I need to give it up. And you have more clothes than I do. And shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, you have more clothes and more shoes than I do. I'm like shocked. Um, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> How about you? How have you been loving yours? I was trying to think of this question. I was like, how have I been loving mine? And I think one thing that's different for me is, well, one, I'm still keeping up with, like, the fitness stuff and eating better. And then I'm also hanging out more or making more time for my roommate, Amanda, and, mm -hmm. like, spending more time with her because with our schedules, it's a little bit harder. So having that time, it's just been so much fun. Like, yesterday, we made spring rolls, and that was super fun. Yep. And just that quality time and, like, part of my self-care and plan, or I guess you could call it, is, like, spending times with my friends and family or people who I care about because that ultimately refuels me, replenishes me. And it was just, like, so much fun. Like, I didn't want to stop hanging out. And mm -hmm. we were watching Girl Strip, and it was just fun. <laughs> <laughs> Underrated movie. It's a hilarious movie. That was just, it's such a good movie. I, we still haven't finished it. It's, it's so long. There's, like, ten minutes left. We'll finish it after yeah, this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so what have you been into lately? Um, recently, I've been really into my comics, actually. I read a lot of comic books. Like, really into it. You've been reading the whole day yesterday. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Like, when I read, like, I can't hear anything. Like, she was calling me. She's like, babe, babe, Jared. And I just, like, could not hear I was her. asking him something, and I literally said, like, a whole paragraph, and he totally was not paying attention, <laughs> and Amanda was laughing because you totally zoned out. Yeah, I mean, I was, okay, so the ones that I re was reading, this new one, Naomi, um, or Naomi, from DC Comics, written by Brian Michael Bendis. He created, like, um, Jessica Jones and Miles Morales. Like, so they say... All the cool stuff. Yeah, follow <laughs> the writer. Don't follow the character, is what they say. So I was reading up on her, and she's dope. And then I was reading the new Avengers comics, which is really dope, and it had Blade in it. And it pretty much described how Blade would be in the Avengers, which was pretty cool. And, yeah, I was up till 2.30 last night reading comics. Or yesterday morning, this morning? I don't know how you say that. <laughs> but way too late reading comics, which I love to do. How about you? How have you been... What have you been into? <laughs> <laughs> Wrong segment. Yep. <laughs> um, I have been into Queer Eye, which is like a make makeover show on Netflix. And I've been watching it. And like Queer Eye more than a makeover is what it's called. Yeah, Queer Eye more than a make makeover. And I want Jonathan Van Ness to be my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of cool to see like 
they choose people who really have gone through a lot, but who are also doing a lot for the community. And mm-hmm. it's just nice to see that, you know, um, what a maker makeover could do, not necessarily saying like that will just make them happy or whatever, but like it's improving their lives and it's helping them a lot. And I don't know, all the stories are so like, I don't know, I keep watching it. No, I mean, I've seen it's you watch inspiring. it. inspiring. It, it's actually really good. Like I was over here trying to like, read my comic or I was trying to watch my show, but then they start talking about something interesting. All of a sudden, I got tips on how to dress better. They were talking shit <laughs> about men's shorts. And I was like, man, I just wore those shorts today. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny because I think you you, you don't want to watch it, but then like once it, the episode goes, you're like, oh, this is interesting. And you <laughs> end up exactly watching it. it. It's like a guilty pleasure almost. Yeah, and then like you have your headphones on the beginning of the episode and they slowly come off in the middle of the <laughs> episode. <laughs> what? I was interested. I wanted to see how it changed the gazebo. But also it shows you that just because of where you live or, you know, what state of your apartment is in or the place that you live is in, Mm -hmm. you could still make the most out of it. Yeah. Because they've, like, really totally, like, made over all of these things. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Yeah, I mean, they completely remodeled their life, you know, reframed their life, you know. Every aspect from the way that they dress, the the place they live, to their understanding about their perspectives. And that was really interesting because... Changing all those things can really change a person. Mm-hmm. And it's not so much as changing the person, I would say, but making the person realize how important they are to other people and how important they need to respect and love themselves. Yeah, it's it's funny because, like, the Fab Five, that's what they're called. There's a f- group of five guys. It's, like, a way of them showing appreciation to people who are, like, usually don't feel that way or feel like mm-hmm. they're giving too much or don't get that appreciation. And it's it's really nice to see because it's a different look on what a makeover is. It's not just a superficial of looking good or really like having your place good or look well or the aesthetic of it. It's mm-hmm. literally like changing not only the outside, but inward to the outward. Which I did not know. I didn't get it at first. I was like, okay. But I you mean, thought it was just like a girly makeover show or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it was just a bunch of gay dudes, you know, just going in and glamorizing a dude. But it's, it's more than that. And it's really cool what they're doing. So I really respect it. It was pretty cool. I probably wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't watch it by myself. Yeah, I don't see you turning it on, but. <laughs> but I mean, but I'll watch it. You know what I mean? I, I don't need to be like all masculine, like, oh, you know, it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> but it's just, I thought it wasn't my cup of tea, but I actually enjoyed it. So, yeah. Yay. Awesome. I'm glad you're liking watching it. I feel bad sometimes because when I put something on and then like he's not into it, I just feel bad because I'm like, oh, we, I should pick something that we both like. But I'm like, no, I want to pick something that I want to watch. Well, I mean, it's all, the only th- I, I like pretty much everything that you like. It's just the murder, murder, death, uh, serial killer shit that I don't care you, for. You totally, like, go out of the room when I watch it. Oh, well, I mean, the, the Switch is in the other room, so I got to go to where the video games are, right? I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so moving on to our topic for today. Our topic is titled How to Be Genuine and Live a More Authentic Life, because... With our podcast, we always say to love yours, and we always talk about self-love and just in general relationships and stuff like that. And I think we always say that you should know yourself, Mm -hmm. hashtag Drake, (laughs) and to be genuine. And in order to do so-and-so, you have to know yourself. And so I wanted to tackle more of how to be genuine and how to be more authentic and what it means. But 
also that means differently for a lot of different people Mm -hmm. being genuine and authentic is very subjective there's not one way to do it Mm -hmm. so i didn't really do much research about it i just put notes down based on my own experience based on my own opinion and all that stuff and i'm pretty sure jared's gonna also share his perspective as well yeah and you know as we always say we're not professionals we're not licensed degreed motherfuckers <laughs> and also <laughs> not yet not yet not, not yet, yet. <laughs> and also we did just come from a friend's birthday party um we <laughs> we, we we had some fun times <laughs> so you know but we did want to meet our um, monday deadline monday deadline so this is for y'all and for us because <laughs> we're loving your ours and we hope you love yours. <laughs> so so yeah. So with being genuine, what if I could ask you, uh-huh. what is being genuine to you? Because it could look like different things for a lot of people. Oh man, one thing that I think is it's hard to be genuine because you want to be yourself, mm-hmm. and who are you as yourself is difficult to be when you might think that it might be whack or you know some people might be a weeb or be like into anime and they don't want to show that off because it's not necessarily the cool thing some people might want to um be into comic books like me and it might not be the cool thing although now it kind of flipped and now it is you know but being able to be yourself in instances where other people aren't into that is difficult but that's genuine to me and also um, not compromising who you are to appease others. And mm-hmm. not talking about, um, you know, where you, you know, meet somebody in the middle. I'm talking about completely disregarding who you are just to be accepted. Because that's mm-hmm. not genuine, and that's not going to make friends who you want to be friends with. Yeah. I mean, those are not going to be the people that really care for what you care for. And at the end of the day, you're just going to be a walking fraud. Mm-hmm. And who wants to, one, be friends with the fraud, and two, have to put on a facade and be a fraud all day long? Mm-hmm. So you're saying that, you know, being a... a quote unquote fraud is someone who is has a facade up. Mm-hmm. Someone who is not being genuine means that they are basically not holding on to themselves and whenever and they're kind of like people pleasers. Yeah. And so that's a great point because sometimes that is the case. And I think that for me, genuine means I always say this, like staying true to yourself, mm-hmm. holding on to yourself. That's maybe just like a summarization of what you just said. Yeah. But that's basically what that is. And whether that's your values or you know what you like or your opinions, uh, how you want to live your life, staying true to yourself, I think, for me, says that you are genuine. I agree. And so I wanted to go into how do we become more genuine? And I was, like, thinking about this. I'm like, how? Like, there's not a process or anything. But I was looking at what I think would it means to be genuine and, like, what are the steps, I guess you could say, to become genuine or authentic and... Mm-hmm. The first thing I came up with through my own experience and stuff is that it begins with self-awareness. So this means awareness of your thoughts, awareness of how you treat people, your behaviors, how your behaviors affect other people, your self-esteem, your self-worth, your triggers, we call it, Mm -hmm. or things that... How, how would you explain triggers for people who don't, aren't really familiar? Things that make you upset. Like if um, when your rice is cooking and the beeper beeps <laughs> and it's on your podcast and it makes you upset, that might be a trigger. 
<laughs> so every time, one. so every time it beeps, you're like, ah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that could be a trigger. Yeah, um, exactly. And if you have past trauma and you know, that self-awareness of that and how that affects you and your relationship and how it affects, like, your life in general. Awareness of your own passion in life, your ambitions, your goals, Mm -hmm. the awareness of the qualities you like about yourself, but also awareness about the different areas of improvement or I guess you could call it weaknesses that you have and what you want to work on um, with also the qualities you, you really enjoy about yourself, your strengths, I also think that awareness, the self-awareness of what you like to do and how it adds value to you and most importantly, your values and basically like more awareness of what makes you, you. And I think the core of that is your values because your values shape who you are. Your values kind of drive your the trajectory of your life, you know? The, yeah, the trajectory of your life is guided definitely by those mm-hmm. values. Yeah. And I think that, um, I don't know if, do you mind if I uh, continue on? Because, yeah. Okay, because I think it also depends on who you hang out with, who you surround yourself with. Yeah. Because if you're, like, when I was growing up, like, in high school, I hang out with a lot of the Mexican homies, mm-hmm. right? And then I started wearing, like, dickies. <laughs> I started wearing, like... <laughs> I, oh, my God, I, I totally <laughs> understand that. Oh, my God, same. I mean, yeah, I mean, I just... And that, that was, those were my friends, so I started dressing like them, acting like them, talking like them, and... That, it might not have necessarily been me, but that's who I was hanging out with, so I kind of became that. So if you can find who you mesh with, you'll be able to be more of your genuine self. Like, when you and I are just chilling, hanging out, and just talking about whatever, whatever, (laughs) or the clients we work with, or um, the work that we do, we just become ourselves, you know? And then you'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry for talking about all this stuff. And I'm like, don't be sorry. I love talking about this. I'm, I'm so glad we could just have this pillow talk of <laughs> intellectual uh, emotions and marriage and family therapy and applied behavior analysis, all that mixed in a bowl. And that's what us and who we are is. And we're just being genuine the entire time. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I had a similar experience. Um, I've never had a group of friends until, like, now mm-hmm. that's predominantly my race, which is Filipino. Mm-hmm. Growing up, I went to a school that was so diverse, and it was predominantly African-Americans and also Mexican people. Mm-hmm. And I remember I felt like it's not that I didn't feel like I fit in, but I just wanted to figure out where I fit in. And I remember doing all the different trends. I try to, like, um, back in the day, um, Hispanic girls or whatever would, like, mm-hmm. crunch up with their hair with mousse. Okay. And, like, it, it was, like, a thing. And I tried doing it, but I have Asian straight hair. <laughs> so I had to use a lot of mousse. And at the end of the day, it was not curly. <laughs> it was still straight. Oh. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't do it. But I tried to do my makeup like everyone else, like, it was such a, like, I was trying to figure out who I am and all these things. And even to this day, I think um, I still struggle with that. But now I'm more comfortable because I know who I am and I've accepted it. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like I'm a, I don't know, like a poser uh, or yeah. something, you know. Um, like, I'm, I accept it. And for the longest time, people always thought, like, I was, like, part black or something. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm into, like, hip-hop and army and yeah. all that stuff. And... I used to get offended because it's like, why are you like labeling me this and that or whatever? Mm-hmm. But now at the end of the day, like, I like what I like, 
Yeah. And I'm confident in that. And I don't need that validation from other people. Okay, so let me ask you this, because I feel like this kind of relates. What's the difference between a culture vulture and somebody that genuinely feels like that's their thing? Like, we were watching the episode Ooh, of Grownish, yeah. where um, the dude, he, uh, uh, Vinesh or whatever, yeah. I think he's an Indian dude, he was, like, hanging with all the black dudes, and he was dressed in black, talking black, um, and whatever, black. And um, one of the dudes had to check him, like, hey, stop. Mm-hmm. You, like, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, y- you out here trying to, you wearing a do-rag to your <laughs> waves now? Like, you're going, taking a little too far, homie. So, like, where does the line? That's a good question. And honestly, short answer, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But Which is always okay to not know. Yeah. and But the thing is, I don't think, I think that if you do it in a way where you totally let go of your own culture and you're just, like, totally trying to immerse yourself in a different culture and neglecting your own culture or I guess like I don't know like pushing it away Mm -hmm. I don't know because that's a hard question well I think that also like maybe check in with your friends you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. if you if they're really your friends they're gonna tell you you kind of like like you know people like be mad at white people with dreads you Mm -hmm. know but at the same time, it's like, what if that dude just wants to have dreads? Like, what if he's living that lifestyle? Like, mm-hmm. at a certain point, you got to accept the fact that some cultural practices transcend race. Yeah, exactly. You know? And and then we live in a assimilation of so many different cultures. Oh, yeah. And, like, a salad bowl of so many different cultures. Mix it up. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it, it would be hard to not you know, share cultures. It would be hard not to be into the same thing, especially things that are so, like, music. Mm-hmm. Like, just because I'm not African-American, I can't listen to hip-hop or R&B. Like, no, that just yeah. doesn't... That's whack. That's so, like... No, that's so, like, closed-minded. But at the end of the day, if you're comfortable with what you like and you're not harming anybody, mm-hmm. you're not being offensive and using it more in, like, a derogatory yep. um, way, then I think that's fine. And find those boundaries. You know, there's gatekeeping where people say, no, you can't when, like, they think, when, you know, they're trying to stop you from doing something. And there's sometimes where it's like, hey, you shouldn't. Like, you know, if you're white and you're trying to do uh, Indian headdress or Native American headdress with all the feathers and stuff, like, mm, maybe holla at some Native American homies. I think they have a new word for it. Like, I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. We got to get up on our wokeness. One time. <laughs> I think it's Native American. It's, it's okay not, if we don't know, yeah. though. It's I, okay if we don't yeah. know. You know, we, always, if you don't know, say you don't know. Yeah, and I, exactly. When, when certain things are super sacred or have a lot of power or meaning to it, I think that that might be off limits unless you are part of the culture. Like mm-hmm. you said, like Native Americans. Because that is something that has more meaning to it. Mm-hmm. Hip-hop, on the other hand, or yeah. music, or how someone dresses, but doesn't necessarily have that much weight to like a like a headdress you were saying. Exactly. You know? But, you know, the words you use when you're listening to hip-hop <laughs> are a little bit different. So, I mean, just know that if you're using certain words in certain uh, environments where certain people are then you may have certain consequences. Yeah, there's a lot of polarizing topics that it's, you know, or things or part of culture that it's, you don't know. So mm-hmm. I would just say just stay off of exactly. it. But being genuine. Yeah. <laughs> so f- find who you are, you know what I mean? That's hard. Yeah, and that's, like I said, that begins with awareness, self-awareness mm-hmm. of who you are. And that could be the first step to be, to figuring out who you are. And I think when you are able to become more aware of yourself, you're able to be more genuine. Because through you know self-awareness, you're able to understand 
who you are and you're able to validate yourself through yourself and not through external sources. So when I say that, uh, I mean like self-validation. Mm-hmm. When we are able to validate our own efforts, our own, our own anything through our own self, it holds more weight and you are able to hold on to yourself even more. Ooh, I was going to ask you for example, but I might have an example. Okay, go for it. Um, validating yourself through others. Mm-hmm. An example might be like listening to music. I'm just going to say rap music because I love rap music. <laughs> listening to rap music and then identifying yourself through somebody else's rap music and then feeling like you're validating, validating yourself through that identi- identification of that other person's rap music. Other than I, um, validating yourself through yourself, like when I write my own rap music, like I'm not talking about shooting guns and you know drugs, I'm, I'm, I'm drugs <laughs> and all that stuff. That's not me. You know yeah. what I mean? I can't. I don't live that lifestyle. I'm driving my to my nine to five. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I talk about you know struggles with my schoolwork or you know just you know stress trying in to general. yeah whatever stress in general you know bills to pay. Just regular stuff that I'm actually going through. Mm-hmm. That feels so much better and so much more genuine than talking about shooting four or five dudes when you I, haven't even shot four or five. No, I hate <laughs> guns, to be honest. I've shot guns. I'm not a big fan at all. <laughs> exactly. Um, and when we seek validation from outside sources, it's really difficult to be able to truly understand who you are and be able to stay true to yourself because people's opinions of you will fluctuate. Mm-hmm. And it brings out the question if other people's opinions are even accurate all the time. And it's not because other people's perspective of the world is based on their own experiences. Mm-hmm. And even though they might be able to empathize with you, they won't fully understand your own truth. So seeking other validation or validation from outside sources is not really a cons- consistent way to know what's true for you, what's your own truth. And when we're able to self-validate, you are able to form your own opinions, form your own voice, and you're able to you know, hold on to that without shifting based on people's opinions of you or society's opinions of you or stuff like that. Wow. You, you just blew my mind right there. <laughs> and, you know, when, you, when you're able to do that, you're able to really respond to your own internal expectations of yourself mm-hmm. than your outside expectations. Ooh. And I think that's what's hard nowadays. It's, there's so much with social media. There's so much with everything. Like, mm-hmm. people want to one-up each other. People want to live hashtag your best life and there's so many like comparisons and I don't know it's 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 interesting to see the generation now growing up in the area era of social media Mm because I really think that there's a lot of mental health issues going around because of that like trying to reach what's successful through society's lens you know I agree and I think that I see like one example is, like, for, I know we talked about it in the last podcast, but Chance the Rapper's new album, it's getting a lot of flack, and people are talking that, saying that it's a bad album or whatever, and I disagree Based on their own Exactly. They, they're like, opinions. oh, Chance, you always been, like, doing this, and, and then, like, Chance grew into something different. Exactly. And then they're like, you're not what I expected of you. Exactly. And I identified myself through you, and I can't identify myself through you now, so therefore, your music is bad. Which yeah. doesn't make any sense. That's such a good example because I guess because I wasn't Willie. Willie? Really? <laughs> You're not Willie. You're Krista. <laughs> I can totally went to baby voice. <laughs> I wasn't really, I guess, 
aware of his old stuff. Mm-hmm. So maybe if I was like the whole like, you know how people say like I miss the old Kanye yeah. type of thing. I'm one of those people, but <laughs> I could appreciate his craft because people grow yeah, and they're just speaking their truth and chances in a different headspace. He was acid rap days, you yeah. know, he's happy. He's married and he wants to make music that makes him like, like reflects that happiness yeah. and reflects those lessons that he's learned while getting married and being in a relationship. And it's like, that's being genuine. Exactly. And now people are going to, Make uh, say that he has a bad album because he's being his genuine self. Like one person was, I heard was like, "Oh, he's just doing that for the label." It's like, "Hey, yo, did you know that he's still independent?" Independent. <laughs> like he's making music he wants to make. Just because you don't identify with it doesn't make it bad. It makes it different. And it could also be that those listeners aren't in the same place as Chance yeah, right now, not. so they don't understand mm-hmm. that. Like that's a reflection. But maybe when they get older and they find someone they want to marry, they're mm-hmm. gonna be like, "Damn, this album's great." Exactly. Like I wonder what people. I wonder if these are the same people that when Kanye came out with 808s and Heartbreak, like, and he switched it up because before it was graduation, and then it's 808s and Heartbreak. What is this? I bet they were like talking stuff about it. They want what do they want, like post grad stuff. Yeah, they, want, they wanted, you know, graduation. He already dropped out. Bad. Exactly. You know what I mean? And that's the hard thing about rappers. Sorry, going on this rapper tangent, but no, but rappers, it's a great example. Yeah, rappers can't age well. They don't age well. There are few rappers that age well because rap is one of those things that consistency is difficult because you grow with your music. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, like Future, for instance, Future, he stopped drinking lean because it was killing his body. Mm -hmm. But he kept on rapping about it because he was afraid he was going to lose his fans. Yeah. That's some old bullshit. I'm sorry (laughs) for cursing, but, like, that's fucked up. Yeah, and and that also goes to show, like, are celebrities genuine and mm. what what does that look like? And that kind of makes me sad for them because they probably feel that pressure of always putting up this facade that's not really them. And I think that's why there's a lot of news about celebrities who commit suicide, mm-hmm. news about, you know, celebrities going on this like mental health, whatever. And it's because they're not being staying true to themselves. They're not really being genuine or living an authentic life Mm -hmm. and that's kind of sad and it makes you think like oh then you know my life isn't that bad because i have that choice i can't and they do have that choice but they also have an income to think about (laughs) and all these things so it's a very hard decision Mm -hmm. but i think also when when people when artists are more genuine like i think chance is one of those genuine artists that i really like i really like kehlani and i think she's really genuine and I really and J. Cole J. is Cole, super genuine. Kid Cudi. Yeah, it's like I gravitate to genuine people. Yeah. And I gravitate gravitate to those type of people. And you could tell because through their craft, you know. Would you say genuine? Is Ge- genuine? Oh my god. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. You got some dope tracks. Where you at, genuine? We miss you. Okay. <laughs> Back to our program. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a great example of like not being able to like validate yourself, mm-hmm. not be validating yourself through external sources. Yay! <laughs> but yeah, so being able to speak your mind and gain that validation through yourself really encourages you to forge your path in life through your own internal drive and also promotes more of a, a growth mindset. Mm. So being genuine also means viewing failure as a challenge instead of a threat and understanding that failure is a part of the journey. 
And I think that's hard when you validate yourself and you're not genuine through the external sources because when you quote unquote fail, it's like the worst thing ever because you never see, you never see anyone who mm -hmm. fails on social media. And so it holds more weight. But when you understand yourself and you understand, you know what? I did the best I can and this is just like a little roadblock in the yeah. my path and I'm going to try better. Exactly. Like Jay-Z said, a loss ain't a loss. It's a lesson. Exactly. And, and it really is. And when you think that, that in that way of more of a growth mindset, you're able to be more yourself. You're able to be more confident. Mm -hmm. And you're able to look at failures as just challenges and that you could, you know, really conquer all those challenges. Exactly. Because it's so hard. I think it, it, like, we always say problems, but, like, I like to ref reframe them as challenges. Yeah. You know, because it's, it seems like, uh, okay, a problem. Like, it just has a negative connotation to it. But yeah. when you say challenge... You think, huh. <laughs> you could accept the challenge and you can, you know. You could over overcome, overcome it. it. Yeah. You could try again and still overcome it. It's a, it's, a, it's a challenge. Yep. And I think words have a huge weight on how we think. And it actually represents a lot of our own thoughts and our, the way that we think and the way that we criticize ourselves. So whenever we're like, oh, I have a, such a big problem. Mm -hmm. Well, if you say you have a big problem, <laughs> you're going to have a big problem. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, we could just be like, oh, I, this is really challenging, but I can do it. You know, exactly. more Thank of a growth down. mindset. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and with that, I also think that being genuine means being able to admit your faults and truly be honest with yourself and to take full responsibility. I think sometimes people get defensive or place blame on other people. Ooh. They fail to take responsibility. I truly believe in every argument, each person has some sort of fault. Yeah. It's not just one person that, you know, did something Takes or whatever. Takes two to tango. And I think taking responsibility and being able to do that makes you more genuine, makes you more authentic, you know? Yeah. What do you think about that? I think that it, you're 100% right. Like, I had this client, and um, I had a flat tire, so I couldn't make it to the, to, the, um, to the case at the time. And she was upset because I was late, or because I, I couldn't make it. And I was like, you know what? I could have decided to leave where I was earlier and then get the tire fixed and then make it on time. But I was I, I waited to the last second, and I apologized. And she's like, you know what? That completely takes away my anger for you being able to accept blame or to just be able to accept, like, you know, things that may sometimes be out of your control and that may sometimes be your fault. You can take, you could be like, okay, yeah, that was my fault. Mm -hmm. I could take that. And I apologize. That, like, that whole thing completely takes the air out of people's anger yeah. because they realize, hey, this is just a person trying to go through things. They made a mistake or they had a fault. And everybody's been there. And, and that you, you could have totally done that a different way. You could have been like getting upset towards her. Exactly. Like, <laughs> for getting I had a flat tire. It's not my fault. You know what <laughs> I mean? But just the second that I took the blame, she was like, I'm not even mad anymore. Like, I totally, like, yeah. I respect that. And that's that. all what people want. All mm -hmm. people want is that connection and like that empathy, mm -hmm. you know, and feeling heard. And like I've said before in past podcasts, anger is a protective emotion. So, yeah. 
it, a lot of times I think when people get angry for actual things that are their fault is because they're, they feel really guilty instead and yeah. they use the anger to really mask that because it doesn't make sense. But mm-hmm. we've all been there. I know mm-hmm. I have. Yes, yeah, <laughs> Especially in arguments and stuff. You're like, ah, I guess <laughs> it's my fault too. Yeah, I mean, and, and when you're in arguments, you know, they always say, like, put yourself in the other person's shoes and I feel like so few people do because everybody's so concerned about their point of view, they're just not even listening to the other person. Yeah. They're just holding in their head what they're going to say next. Yeah. They don't think, okay, well, this person feels this way or this person is going through this or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. So just realize they're a person that's going through things just like you. Yeah. And if you can just stop and see that, that will change the whole thing from an argument to uh, intellectual discourse where you figure out a solution. Or conflict resolution. Or conflict, re- yeah, conflict resolution. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's such a little thing to do, but I think that makes a huge difference. And Agreed. I think also being genuine means responding mm-hmm. and not reacting, even though technically with the definition, being genuine means like reacting because you want to like stay true to your feelings. Mm-hmm. But that's not really going to help you, in my opinion. But, like, being able to respond, in my opinion, instead of react, I think will be so much more authentic than you just reacting based on your emotions. And then after feeling, like, crap and guilty and just, like, ugh. Because it's not congruent with how you really are, in my opinion. And emotions we're gonna do a whole podcast about that yeah please ask us questions. (laughs) emotions just overpower and make you irrational and i think when you're able to get control over that Mm -hmm. then you're able to be authentic then you're able to see a situation be like okay let me understand this let me understand you and let me respond yeah i mean like i'll try to cut this short but like a metaphor is could be like it's like when you're driving the car you have all the power. You're being genuine. You're being authentic. But when your emotions get in there, they're driving mm-hmm. the car. And your authentic self is in the passenger seat. Mm-hmm. So you got to regain that control by putting your emotions in the passenger seat, recognizing them. You got to feel your feelings. But at the same time, who are you? What do you want? What's important? And, and do wh- what's congruent exactly. to who you are. Exactly. Have your When I say congruent, aligns with who you are, aligns with your, with your values and how you want to act, mm-hmm. you know? And exactly, and all these things that we talked about, self-awareness and just validating yourself and not through external sources and stuff, will help you build a solid self-esteem, will help you grow in a sense of being able to be okay with being vulnerable with yourself. Because Mm -hmm. I do believe that, in my opinion, growth happens when you're able to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And to be vulnerable, you need to be genuine with yourself. And you need to confront those issues that you're avoiding or are trying to dismiss or anything like that, you know, but having that self-esteem might be easier said than done, but it will naturally build with everything that we've talked about, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think I've said all I wanted to say about, about the topic. Okay. Do you have anything to add? Um, I just want to say that being genuine is very important and it's very difficult at a young age and being genuine also means being willing to not be accepted for who you are. Yeah. Um, and still acting the way that you want exactly. to act, no matter what. Exactly. I mean, like, you know, there are levels to when I bring out the I love anime stuff. 
But I mean, I'm not gonna be like, oh, I don't know that Super Saiyan Four Goku over there. <laughs> like, I mean, when I see people saying that, oh, you like Pokemon and you're 26 years old, it's like, yes, I do. I grew up with it. Me and my little brother still get the games, and when we see each other, we play with each other. I still like it too. Exactly. I mean, like, and then it transfers over so that when I work with my clients, they like are really impressed. I mean, you can't stop loving yours just because other people don't love it. You know what I'm and saying? And you can't stop being a kid just because you're an adult. Exactly. I think that's what a lot of adults are lacking, like that fun and that creativity mm -hmm. and like that playful nature. But that's so boring if you don't have Ugh. that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're going to be a boring adult, have kids, not know how to relate to your kids, and then everybody's going to see you as the boring adult. I exactly. Mean, so and it's funny because I, you know what popped in my head when we first started dating, mm. and I kept calling you genuine. And then one day on a date, you were like, "What does genuine mean? <laughs> do you, like, <laughs> what do you mean by genuine?" Uh, that just popped up in my head because it's like I remember always calling you that because you were just unapologetically yourself. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I said that word right, but yeah, unapologetically, yeah. unapologetically. Jet, uh, whatever. We, we had fun before. Though, <laughs> um, Words are hard. And, <laughs> and yeah, like I, that's different because people want to put on, especially when you're dating, you mm -hmm. want to put your best foot forward. But also if you don't know yourself, you're going to put out what you think other people want. Oh, yeah. And that reminds me, like, when you were genuine with me, it's like you're shining when you're talking about what you care about and what you like. Yeah. Like, you're just like. You're going out, and it's so attractive, you know, to see somebody talking about what they like, what they care about, what they're into, and see that real motivation, that real interest, that real... That glow. That glow that mm -hmm. themselves, because, like, I'm, I was probably talking about my clients and how I love to work with them and how it brings a sense of fulfillment mm -hmm. when I see the growth in them. Mm -hmm. And then I'm be, I'll be like, oh, I'm sorry, I must be dragging on and on. They're like, no, like, this is, this is you. Yeah. This is great. So, fellas... <laughs> one, one tip if you're going on a date be genuine it's a turn on yeah but also yeah, yeah but like genuine <laughs> that sounds so counter counter what we're trying to say but if you're genuine that will also I guess weed out the people that you just don't want to waste your time exactly. with exactly I mean like so totally on some mom and dad shit I'm sorry to cut you off <laughs> it's okay um, on some mom and dad shit like if they don't like you for who you are, <laughs> then you don't need them in your life. You don't want them in your life. And if you can't see, he's wagging his finger up in the air yep. as he says that. <laughs> because, I mean, who wants to always have to put on a facade? Who wants to be around someone who they can't be themselves around? Yeah. And I totally understand why it's so hard to really not put that facade on because social media and everything. But you'll figure it out. Yep. Don't think that it's something like I have to figure out and be genuine, figure who I am. It will come with experience and it will come with a lot of self-reflection and self-awareness. And when you get there, it's going to be awesome. Exactly. And I guess in the last note I'll end on is ultimately being genuine is staying true to yourself and just holding on to yourself, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the situation and external factors. It's about loving yours. Exactly. I was about <laughs> to go there, but you, got, you beat me to it. And, you know, always being safe and being in the appropriate with loving yours and being yourself. Yeah. Um, because, you there's know. There's a good balance. There's a good balance. Yeah. Being, loving yours, yours, but also being accountable for your life. Exactly. Thank <laughs> you. I didn't know how to put that, but you got it. So, yeah. So, go ahead. I think we're done with uh, the whole topic. I hope you guys got something out of it. Mm -hmm. I always preach about being genuine, and I try, 
you know, I don't try to be genuine because I think that is counterintuitive because... Yeah, you don't have to try. You don't have to try. You just have to be yourself. Exactly. But I do encourage everyone to practice that self-awareness and see where it gets you and see what you figure out about yourself. And, and what friends you make along the way. Yeah. So... On that note, if you guys have any comments, questions, concerns, go ahead and email us on the Always Love Yours podcast. At gmail.com. At gmail.com with the Z. And go hit us up at our Instagram at Always Love Yours podcast, Z at the end of yours. (laughs) Perfect. And thank you for joining. I have been the genuine Jerry. (laughs) And I have been the authentic Krista. Hey, and we want to remind you to (laughs) always love yours. yours. Hey, have a good one. Deuces.